section one of the sikh religion volume five this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the sikh religion volume five by max arthur mcauliffe life of guru gobind singh the tenth and last guru chapter one an account of the early years of guru gobind ra has already been given in the life of guru teg bahadur guru gobind ra after his father's death continued with even more diligence than before to prepare himself for his great mission he procured a supply of sharp pointed arrows from lahore and practised archery with great industry the guru's principal companions and bodyguard at this time were his aunt viro's five sons sango shah jit mal gopal chand gangaram mahri chand his uncle suraj mal's two grandsons gulab ra and sham das kripal his maternal uncle by dayaram the friend of his youth and by nan chand an upright and favourite masand the descendants of the gurus the masands and the sons and grandsons of those who had served guru gobind ra's father and grandfather gathered round his standard he also entertained a number of singers who sang the gurus hymns and a number of bards who composed and sang in succession quatrains in praise of the gurus so great was the enthusiasm that the women of the city used to climb the top stories of the houses and chant the gurus praises in extempore verses a man called bikaya residing in lahore went to visit the guru bikaya seeing him handsome and well proportioned thought he would be a suitable match for his daughter jito the guru's mother was pleased at bakaya's proposal and asked her brother kripal to advise the guru to accept it the guru did so and there were great rejoicings at anandpur on the occasion of the betrothal great too were the rejoicings of bakaya's domestic circle when he returned home with the good news the twenty-third of har sambat seventeen thirty four a d sixteen seventy seven was fixed for the marriage and bakaya returned to anandpur to inform the guru of the glad day and invite him to proceed with his marriage procession to lahore the guru contrary to the custom on such occasions refused to go to lahore and said he would make a lahore near anandpur for the occasion he sent written orders in every direction for assistance and his wishes were amply gratified the sikhs thronged from the punjab capital on the occasion and with them came bakaya and his family shopkeepers and merchants opened shops and warehouses and abode in anandpur until the completion of the nuptial ceremonies after the marriage bakaya remained some time with the guru and performed all possible service for him the guru according to the custom of his predecessors used to rise in the end of the night and perform his devotions he particularly delighted to listen to the asa kai war 
after daybreak he gave his sikhs divine instruction and then practised martial exercises in the afternoon he received his sikhs went shooting or raced horses and ended the evening by performing the divine service of the rahiras once in the hot season when bathing with his cousins and other youths of the same age in the satluj the guru divided the party into two opposing factions to play a game of splash-water the guru being endowed with superior strength reduced his cousin gulab ra to such straits that he with difficulty emerged from the water in his confusion he began to put on the guru's turban believing it was his own by sango ran to restrain him for it would be a sacrilege for any one to put on the guru's turban gulab ra accordingly laid it down in consternation the guru saw the occurrence and begged gulab ra to bind the turban on his head and it would some day obtain him honour when in after days the guru had to leave anandpur for the dakhan gulab ra obtained possession of the city and established himself as sikh priest there thus fulfilling the guru's prophecy the guru delighted to wear uniform and arms and practice and induce others to practice archery and musket shooting his handsome exterior was much admired both by men and women one day as he was seated in darbar some new converts to the sikh faith came to do him homage among them was a sikh who had a daughter called sundari of marriageable age he proposed to the guru to wed her and make her the slave of his feet the guru did not desire the alliance but it was pressed on him by his mother and not long afterwards the guru's nuptials were solemnized we have already seen that raja ram of assam implored guru teg bahadur's intercession for a son and a prince called ratan ra was duly born to him raja ram died when his son was only seven years old when ratan ra attained the age of twelve he felt an inclination to see the son of the guru by whose mediation he had been born he accordingly with his mother and several of his ministers proceeded to anandpur he took with him as an offering five horses with golden trappings a very small but sagacious elephant a weapon out of which five sorts of arms could be made first a pistol then by pressing a spring a sword then a lance then a dagger and finally a club a throne from which by pressing a spring puppets emerged and played chopar a drinking-cup of great value and several costly and beautiful jewels and raiment the raja was received in great state he offered his presents prayed the guru to grant him the sikh faith and sincerity so that his love might be ever centred in the guru's feet the guru granted all his desires the raja exhibited the excellence and advantages of all his presents he showed how five weapons could be made out of one he unloosened the puppets from the throne and set them playing chopar he caused the elephant to wipe the guru's shoes and place them in order for him the guru at the raja's suggestion discharged an arrow the elephant went and fetched it the animal held the jug of water from which the guru's feet were washed and then wiped them with a towel at the word of command he took a chauri and waved it over the guru 
at night he took two lighted torches in his trunk and showed the guru and the raja their homeward ways in due time the raja bade farewell to the guru and on his departure requested him never to let the elephant out of his possession several men went to the guru for enlistment and his army rapidly increased he now set about the construction of a big drum without which he deemed his equipment would be incomplete the work was entrusted to nan chand when the masands found that it was nearly ready they said that when bim chand the king of the country heard it he would be wroth and not suffer the guru and his sikhs to abide in the locality afraid however to make a representation to the guru himself they went to his mother gujari and expressed their sentiments the guru's expenditure on works of charity and philanthropy is already great and now he is increasing his army and building a large drum when the hill chiefs hear it beaten they will regard it as a symbol of conquest and engage in battle with the sikhs he is daily adding to the number of his soldiers be pleased o lady to restrain him this speech convinced the guru's mother she sent for her brother kripal and begged him to dissuade her son from completing the drum kripal said he could not take it on himself to make any such representation to the guru she must do so herself she accordingly spoke to her son next morning in the terms used by the masands to her she added our business is with religion for which humility is required even if thou complete the drum beat it not in public the guru replied mother dear how long shall i remain in concealment i am not going to take forcible possession of the hill rajas territories if they are jealous for nothing and allow their hearts to rankle i cannot help it this is the guru's castle where men shall obtain their deserts on this the guru rose and went to inquire if the drum were ready if not its completion must be expedited the masands then made a direct representation great king first consider the resources of the enemy they are kings and possess armies wealth and munitions of war it is therefore not advisable to contend with them what a number of troubles befell thy grandfather in his military career wherefore thou hast need of peace our guru's business is with the sikhism of his country war is the role of kings the guru replied how shall i conceal myself from those hill men i have received the immortal god's order to disclose myself and you tell me to remain in concealment i must obey god's order not yours i have prepared the drum because my army would have no prestige without it even if bim chand raja of kalur and the other hill rajas grow angry are we who sit here women we too shall meet sword with sword if they keep the peace so shall we we shall soon see what the hillmen intend when we go hunting we shall take the drum with us and beat it aloud on arriving at the base of the mountain the guru celebrated with prayers and the distribution of sacred food the completion of the big drum which he called ranjit or victorious on the battlefield when it was beaten the men and women of the city went forth to behold it and there was great rejoicing the guru and his men in full panoply went hunting the same day when the party arrived near bilaspur the capital of kalur 
the guru's drummer beat the drum with much energy and ostentation it sounded like thunder to the hillmen who at once apprehended that some potentate had come to take possession of their country raja bin chan consulted his prime minister who said it is guru gobind ra the tenth guru in succession to guru nanak who hath arrived his father purchased some land at the base of the tung mountain and built a village thereon thousands of worshippers come to him from great distances it is only recently that the raja of assam came to visit him and presented him large offerings he hath constructed a drum and come shooting here my advice is to keep on good terms with him in the first place he is worthy of worship secondly he maintaineth a large army and is greatly feared thirdly he is very brave and such men are sometimes useful as allies on hearing this raja bin chand determined to go to meet the guru and dispatched his prime minister to arrange for the interview the minister informed the guru that his master who was the head of all the hill chiefs desired to meet him and it would be well for the guru to be on good terms with him bhai kripal the guru's uncle at a nod from the guru replied this is the guru's castle as any one treateth him so shall he be treated if any one come here with good intentions he shall be well received but if he come as an enemy he shall be treated accordingly for men to be on good terms with one another is very expedient and commendable wherefore go and bring your raja we shall receive him with great respect the minister taking with him a robe of honour the guru's gift returned to his master and recommended him to proceed immediately to the interview the raja accordingly went with his courtiers and escort to anandpur raja bim chand was received in darbar with great honour by the guru who invited him to tell him the whole circumstances of the hill chiefs bim chand gave him the desired information and then prayed the guru to let him see the presents from the king of assam the guru at that interview showed him all the presents except the elephant next morning the guru had a costly tent erected which had been sent him from kabul by an enthusiastic sikh named duni chand and prepared to receive bim chand in it at the second interview with the guru were his relations courtiers and principal wrestlers and warriors when bim chand saw the kabuli tent he was astonished at its magnificence in reply to his inquiry he was told that it had cost two and a half lakhs of rupees and that it was the offering of a pious sikh during this conversation the elephant beautifully decorated was led forward bim chand expressed his unbounded admiration of all that he had seen and heard on his homeward journey his mind burned with envy of the guru's state and wealth and he considered how he could take possession of all his valuables on reflection however he came to the conclusion that he would be satisfied with the elephant and he determined to have the animal whether by force or stratagem on his arrival in his capital he unfolded his design to his courtiers and asked them to suggest how possession of the elephant could be obtained after some discussion it was agreed that a message should be sent to the guru to the effect that an embassy was coming from srinagar in the present british 
garwal district with the object of betrothing the daughter of its raja fatah shah to bim chand's son and bim chand desired to borrow the elephant so as to make a display of wealth to his guests it was accordingly decided that the guru should be requested to lend the elephant for the purpose when the guru received this message he knew that it was simply a trick to obtain per permanent possession of the animal he thought to himself if i refuse the elephant it means war and if i send him it also means war as i must resort to force for his recovery he accordingly replied to bim chand's message the raja who presented me with the elephant requested me not to let the animal go out of my possession and it is a principle of the guru's house to comply with such requests i have another elephant and should raja bim chand require him he may take him the messenger seeing that there was no chance of obtaining the desired elephant hastened to return to bilispur the guru's message was delivered with the addition that he did not seem afraid of any of the hill chiefs raja bin chand much incensed consulted his prime minister who advised him not to provoke a quarrel with the guru bim chand angrily retorted and charged his minister with age and cowardice the guru had shown contempt for him and was he to calmly endure it upon this the minister advised his master to become a sikh receive initiation from the guru and all would be well bim chand replied i am an idolater i daily perform the tarpan and repeat the sandhya and the gayatri how can i forsake my religion and become a sikh of the guru in the first place i cannot as a hindu be on good terms with a man who hath discarded our holy faith secondly none of the hill rajas hath become a sikh and they would all laugh at me were i to change my religion they would say that i did it with the mercenary object of obtaining the elephant in the third place no men of high caste have joined the guru his followers are carriers barbers fishermen washermen sweepers and similar nondescript persons i am a great king of distinguished rajput ancestors how can i become the guru's follower and stand before him with clasped hands in supplication if he give me not the elephant by peaceable means i will take the animal by force the guru is already on bad terms with the emperor and if he fall out with me also he cannot abide here he is still a mere boy arms are new to his hands when i show him what i can do he will know who i am and renounce his pride saying this bim chand ordered his chief police officer to go to the guru and try to obtain the elephant by soft and persuasive words if these failed the guru was to be threatened with the strength of bim chand's army the police officer went on his mission and addressed the guru as directed the guru calmly replied thou givest one advice to me to lend the elephant and another to bim chand not to restore him upon this the police officer knew that the guru could divine the secrets of others and begged his forgiveness the guru then said tell the raja that if he have faith in the guru and if his intentions be honest the guru can grant him what he desireth but if he practise fraud and deceit the guru can protect his own interests 
the guru knoweth the secrets of men's hearts and thou canst not deceive him when thou talkest of the strength of the raja's army know that there is nothing wanting on the guru's side either the guru is already prepared for battle the sikhs are not women and they have had long practice in martial exercises the police officer departed and delivered this message to bim chand who decided that he would wait till the time had actually arrived for his son's marriage and then he would repeat his request for the elephant and add to it an application for the magnificent kabuli tent also End of section one